Hey, everybody. Welcome to Red Pill Your Healthcast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz, and I'm here with Lauren Johnson, NFP. Um, and we have an awesome topic this week. This topic is what is known as methylation. It is a buzzword, and we thought that we can shed some light on it because it is very important, and we don't want it to just be a buzzword. And Lauren and I were talking before we jumped on here, and one of the main things we want to really dive into with methylation is how tied in it is to things like heart disease, addiction, mental illness, things that are just money is just poured into. And just there is, it's not, it's not poured into the right uh, studies, so to speak. There's so much can be done, but it might not be a moneymaker. And that's why you don't hear about it. It's poured into the drugs that are moneymakers. I mean, how expensive are the drugs that treat heart disease? How expensive are the drugs that treat mental illness? Oh my goodness. Oh man. Drugs are so expensive and the amount of side effects. Oh, so that is something that I, I was saying before, it is almost criminal that a, a cardiologist isn't regularly checking homocysteine levels mm. and homocysteine is something that will rise in the case of poor methylation. And so it, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous mm. that there, that a lot of conventional medicine docs don't even believe that NTHFR is an issue. They don't believe in it. They think it's, they think it's not, an, it's not a thing or that methylation is, a, is an issue that could cause health issues. Um, but when you, when, when Dr. Charlie talks about it and when, you know, we go through this, you're going to see that it's, it's involved in so many things. It's yes. not just heart disease, addiction, mental illness. It's not just that, but it, it, those are three really big things that if, if conventional medicine could just get out of their own way, they would see, yeah. or maybe stop taking funding from certain places. Um, they would see that easier said than done, easier said than done for them. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, those are just like the big hitters, right? You, you know, so many people with, um, mental things going on, whether it's anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, heart disease is the number one killer. Uh, and it's going to be for a long time because we just aren't doing the right therapies and, um, I was at a Google Dolls concert in August. I ended up sitting next to randomly uh, the head of cardiology at Vanderbilt, and he was the head uh, of residency as well. <laughs> and we were sitting down talking, and uh, we're actually going to go to dinner uh, later this month. Cool. Um, and so I was talking to him, saying that I'm a chiropractor, and you know I do functional med, frequency medicine, and we start talking about homocysteine. And I told him, like, you know. Why, why is it that your profession focuses so much on cholesterol when no one checks genetic clotting factors, no one checks homocysteine. And he's like, Charlie, you are so correct. He's like, there's a lot in medicine that we don't know, but there's a lot that we should know. And it was kind of like a breath of fresh air for me. And that's why we're going to go to dinner because we can have some good conversation. Well, and, and how, maybe that'll change his mind and maybe that'll, that'll trickle down and, and, and cause some of them to start questioning a bit more or start opening their mind a little bit. And it, maybe it's little conversations like that, where he respects you enough to trust what you're saying and it yeah. makes them look deeper. And maybe that will really trickle down and make a difference. And I, I truly believe nothing is out of reach of being saved. Um, I do believe that we do need to have our own system. And, um, but I do, I do believe that we, we, we can really doctors don't, don't want to hurt people. Like they're not trying to do the wrong thing, 
but yeah. at the same time, they're also not looking for answers um, and, and asking questions when they should be. And it, it's tough, especially in methylation, because let's let's start off about what methylation is before we go any further so that we're not losing people. Yeah. And yeah. really what methylation is, is just the way that your body essentially that turns everything on or off. It's like a, a stoplight. It's a green light or a red light. And all of your body and all of your body uh, chemical processes work off of enzymes. Enzymes either make a process happen or they shut it down. And that is what methylation does is it turns on and off those enzymes. And what it does by that or how it does that is it adds one carbon and three hydrogen that's known as a methyl group. So if you add a methyl group, it's known as methylation in a nutshell, that's what it's doing. But the effect that has on your body and your nervous system, your immune system, your hormone system, your everything is profound. It's literally everything in your body shares methylation in common. And it happens a billion times a second, a process that happens a billion times a second is as important to your body as water is. And we just covered water last week. And, um, you know, we talk about the big ones, like the, the heart disease and, and things like that. Here's the biggest issue is when it comes to Western medicine, they get about eight weeks of nutritional counseling classes and it's vitamins and minerals that make us methylate properly. And so if you are only prescribing medication, you're never going to find something that actually optimizes your methylation because medication depletes your nutrients and does not give you nutrients. So as, as long as we're subscribing to that model of uh, disease care as labeled as healthcare, we will always have methylation issues, which will lead to the biggest killers, heart disease, cancer, and the list goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the things that you see so commonly with uh, throughout other chronic illnesses, disease states, you, you see them not addressing nutrition and that's, it shows with their education. 100%. And so I wrote down some, uh, call them symptoms, so to speak. Yeah. Let me go, go into my, uh, notes here. Here's some that I wrote down from my, uh, membership video that I just did last night and see how many of you experience these things, chronic infections, mood disorders, high blood pressure, headaches, fatigue, allergies, infertility, addiction, speech delay, thyroid issues, and really any hormonal issue. Yeah. Chronic because pain. Why, why is that? Because, because you need methylation. Go yeah. ahead, finish it off. You need methylation to support estrogen detoxification. So That's that right. is one reason why you see so many women. Now there are several other reasons why we see estrogen, and women and men, we see men with high estrogen too. Um, Absolutely. But that's one reason why we're seeing such a big problem. Now it's also the chemicals and all the other stuff too, but liver, yeah, that being affected is big. 85% of your methylation of your body happens in your liver. And that's and also so, where estrogen detoxification happens. Exactly. And, and when you see Lauren and I talking on Instagram, whether it's our posts, whether it's my Q and A's or her Q and A's and her stories, and we're talking about um, estrogen dominance, uh, or we're talking about, excuse me, we're talking about liver health when you'll always see me say liver at some point, it's because the liver is so dang important. It does so much from blood sugar to detoxification. And if detoxification is not happening, folks, 
I'm going to tell you right now, nothing can happen without proper detoxification. It's absolutely impossible. Um, one other uh, symptom that I wrote down is chronic overthinking. If you're an overthinker and have to think through everything, can't make a decision quick, uh, that is linked to methylation issues. And so I'm assuming most of you listening to this have experienced one or more of these or know someone who has one or more of these symptoms. And I can tell you this, every condition you've ever heard of, every cancer, Alzheimer's, ALS, autoimmunity, heart disease, uh, ADD, ADHD, depression, all any type of condition, all of them share one thing in common, and that is low glutathione. And glutathione, our master antioxidant, is 100% produced through methylation, specifically the one that you all know, MTH, uh, MTHFR gene, an enzyme. And here's the analogy. The analogy is you inherit genes, okay? But you've also heard of epigenetics, which epigenetics is the ability to change your gene expression. So just because you have inherited a gene like the BRCA gene, BRCA gene, right? Everyone knows that you might get breast cancer. 5% of people who have that gene actually develop breast cancer. That leaves 95%, which is good odds of not developing it. So what changes it's in that shocking five? why we encourage so many women to get mes double mastectomies. Yeah. And people are remove saying that remove this from your body yeah. when it's only They're 5%. They're saying that it should be legal to, if you have any genetic SNP and methylation defect uh, of that in or of that gene, then um, you are supposed to be legally obligated to have a double mastectomy and it'll be paid for and all that type of stuff, which is absolutely asinine. It is absolutely asinine. And so, so back to that. So 95% of people with that gene, it doesn't express itself. And here's the analogy. I call it the gun analogy. Your, your genetics are like a loaded gun. You have a loaded gun, which is your genes, but something has to pull that trigger. And what pulls the trigger is the environment. But methylation is the process that takes the safety off so that the environment can pull it in the first place. That's a big clinical pearl. And that in a nutshell is exactly why methylation is so important because literally if your methylation is optimal, you can't suffer from disease theoretically. It's impossible because it will turn on and off your gene expression in a perfect way, which makes you prone to less disease expression. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many people will talk about how your genes, your genes, your genes, it's your genes that cause all these issues, but it's not, it's how your genes are being expressed. And exactly. so many things will turn that expression off and on. If we look at our diet and the nutrients that have changed, if we mm. look at the folic acid and, and the fortification of our foods and all of these fake nutrients that are just impairing the methylation even further, we can look at stress. Stress is a major toxin that will impair methylation. Just that mm. alone, that, I mean, just that alone can cause, um, you know, obviously massive issues elsewhere, but also with methylation. Um, and, you know, heavy metals, something that we talked about in geoengine in our geoengineering episode was our exposure to aluminum through um, chemtrails. But we yep. also get exposure to aluminum through vaccines, which is one more thing that really impairs methylation. Yeah, just think about it. So as Lauren just said, remember 
what her and I have said multiple times throughout our podcast. And that is for anything that makes society more convenient, what question do y'all have to ask? It's at what expense to our health? And so because methylation runs on vitamins and minerals, you immediately have to look to the diet. You have to. Your methyl donors come from red meat. And my favorite one from methyl donors is beets. Beets have a phenomenal ratio of trimethylglycine, which turns into SAMe, which is the, the universal methyl donor. That is the nutrient which comes from the amino acid methionine, which is in red meat. And that turns in, when that gets methylated, uh, that turns into SAMe. And SAMe is the thing that gives all of those little methyl groups to over 200 processes and uh, genes in your body that turns them on or off. And so beets have the ability to regulate your gene expression. One of my favorite foods. Yeah, definitely. And what he was saying with meat, there are so many nutrients in meat that are not in other things that you need for methylation. We look at folate and it's in liver. What else is in liver? Riboflavin. What else is in, um, we have our B vitamins that are in liver. We have so many things that are in animal foods that are not necessarily all in one thing in other foods. That's absolutely correct. And Think about this. Our genes don't change. It takes, as it was discovered in June of 2022, that it takes a million or more generations for our genome to change. A million or more generations. I don't know three generations from my past or my my ancestors. I don't know three generations. Imagine a million back. And so what's changing? Our gene expression. And so what changes our gene expression? Methylation. And what does methylation have to run off? vitamins and minerals. So here's my question. What's happened in the last 30 years that have, that has led to all these genetic diseases as they call them. Think about 1986 when now there's no more uh, liability for vaccine manufacturers to be held liable for injury. Now you are injecting heavy metals, toxins, infections directly into the blood supply, which now changes the receptor sites and doesn't allow vitamins and minerals into your cells. And now you have a methylation issue and now it sets you up for further injury from further vaccines. Just, we we have to think about in 1986 when they, when they did that, how many vaccines were on the schedule versus now, now it's like in the seventies. Like it's insane. And they did, I mean, I'm sure they didn't know then that there was going to be 70, but at the same time, were they even considering the risk of the cumulative exposure? I mean, right. they give like nine at one time um, at, at, at in, in certain instances. And so they just say, oh, just add it on. Oh, just add it on. You know, they'll give the flu, they'll give COVID, they'll give all the other shots at the same time. And it's like, do they not expect the, do they expect the body to be able to handle that well? And I don't even think they asked the question. Well, they remember you can't, fix what you can't find. And as the saying goes, enlightenment lies in the question, not the answer. And so if you're not questioning the possibility of changing such an important process in your body, then you'll never do anything to protect it. And that's what we're seeing now is methylation issues all over the place. Now, let's talk about, you and I were talking earlier about bringing up, how do you see methylation in babies? 
Let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Well, and I think it's important to just show you how rampant this is. If you Google, you know, I've looked this up, like how, how common is, is the MTHFR gene? And it's probably, you know, 40, 50%, 60%, but it doesn't matter if you have the gene, if you are living a lifestyle or have been exposed to a ton of toxins, even if you don't have a gene, you can undermethylate. It doesn't matter if there is the gene there. If you are not methylating well in your liver, then you're not going to be, you're going to show these same signs, whether you have the gene or not. And so these things, these, these things matter for everybody. And so when you see it in a baby, you're going to see that the tongue and lip ties you're going to see, and you'll see more in those who methylate poorly. Like my youngest um, has buckle ties that are on her cheeks. Uh, she has the lip and tongue ties. It's not, she nursed great nursed in the delivery room. Um, but she, she has terrible ties and I, you know, that we are now addressing. And so, cause I didn't know then what I know now. And so ties are an issue with our sign of poor methylation. We also look at stork bites and we look at, um, the sugar bug vein that will also, that's also a sign of poor methylation, sacral dimples. Um, even when in pregnancy, if you have a baby that is diagnosed with, or a mother that is diagnosed with a, carrying a baby that is, has anencephaly or spina bifida, mm -hmm. that yep. is an issue with met methylation. Yep. That is especially with uh, turning folic acid into folate, yeah. which we all know that folate is what we need, but apparently some OBGYNs on Instagram don't think that way and go after <laughs> Lauren and attack her because they're not up to date on the science that they say that they believe in the science, you know, those types of folks They believe in the science and then they go and put the pronouns in their profiles. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so oh, um, did we, did we already talk about what, what shuts down methylation? We are. That's what I was about, was about to get to right now. Okay. Cause I want, this is, I'm going to go on a little soapbox. Um, alcohol, alcohol shuts down oh, yeah. methylation 100%. So, which is, we just talked about, we, when we introduced the topic, we said addiction, um, is a big factor with methylation. Um, well it, it's like this vicious cycle because the more they drink, the more they're shutting down this process and the yep. more they, their body will not be able to get rid of alcohol and, and other toxins it's exposed to. That's right. And what does alcohol do? It makes you pee a lot. What's water soluble B vitamins, right? And so what takes, what has to be methylated in order to get to SAMe, the universal methyl donor B vitamins. And so it's all connected and it's a vicious cycle because you're going to create it. And then you're going to also uh, make it so that it, the creation is going to keep happening and make it worse over time, even further. So it's, it's really uh, not a fun process. So no, and that's, that reminds me of when, um, you mentioned that what else depletes B vitamins, what it's a medication that many women are on birth control, birth control. and that will shut down methylation too. And may not like do it just quite as much as alcohol, but it still really impairs methylation, which is something we really do need as women. Yep. And besides alcohol and birth control, what do those both feed fungus and yeah. what is fungus offshoot acetaldehyde. And what does that do? Stop your methylation. Mm-hmm. So everything we preach, we're preaching for a very important reason. And at its core, it's really to help us methylate optimally. Yeah. Because we can talk about detoxing hormones, building neurotransmitters, breaking them down, um, all that stuff. But the reason why that can happen in a good environment 
is because it optimizes methylation. Yeah. So let's talk about, so uh, here's an interesting one. We, you were, you and I were talking about what if you're an overmethylator and the nutrient to take for overmethylation is niacin. Niacin helps downregulate your, your methylation. If you are an overmethylator, well, Dr. Charlie and Lauren, how do we know if we're an overmethylator? Well, one way that you'll know is if you take methyl B12 and you feel worse. Yeah. And, and that yeah. what happens is you're, you're methylating too quickly, you're detoxing too quickly, and then you will feel uh, worse. But I would say that 95 to 99% of people are under methylators compared to over. I agree. And I'm an under methylator, but my daughter is an over methylator. She, I mean, or, or that's just, she does not tolerate methylated B vitamins at all. I have tried yeah. multiple times in multiple forms, multiple supplements. She even just a sprinkle. She does not tolerate them at all. And there are many people who don't, they'll get more anxious. They'll get irritable. They just do. They don't feel well on methylated B vitamins. And that is when you would go to something with hydroxo, um, cobalamin or adenosyl cobalamin, correct? Yep. And hydroxocobalbumin is basically at the top of the food chain. Okay. It breaks down into either methylcobalbumin or adenosyl. Uh, a lot of times you'll see adenosyl and hydroxy together in the same supplement. And so the reason why it helps people who are over methylators is because it breaks down slowly. And so it detoxes you slowly and methyl B12 will just push your detox right away, which is what most people need. But remember, things are not a one size fit all. If it's also for her daughter, she would do better with the hydroxy. The yeah. adenosyl cobalbumin is actually the form that is for your mitochondria. It produces most of your ATP, which is your, your energy. And you need ATP to, uh, to produce SAMe, which is your universal methyl donor. He explains it so well in his video. I know it seems, uh, his membership video, I know it seems very confusing because methylation is a very complex topic. It but is. I, I will tell you, if you want to understand this further and other topics to so check out his membership, because that will, um, will really help you understand it more deeply. Yeah. My goal with the membership is to create videos that explain the why of everything and explain it in a way that you can learn and explain to other people. Uh, because this is a very complicated topic. It, it's an hour long video. It's my longest video of the membership, but I take my time in explaining multiple different SNPs from MTHFR to COMT to HNMT genes uh, and what we can do about all this and what symptoms you would experience. I had a lot of good feedback today on Instagram um, saying that it really kind of blew their mind because they've been talking about methylation for 10 years and they learned everything in one hour um, yeah. more than a uh, whole 10 years so. I, uh, I'm excited about that, that I put that out. I, uh, wanted to make it right. And I had like 12 pages of notes and I had to condense it into about three pages. So yeah, definitely a lot of, it's a lot of information and it's really important and needed to be able to understand this. And so, yeah, we are, we deal with a lot of toxins. We deal with a lot of stress, all our lifestyles that directly impact our methylation and cause poor methylation. Was there anything else we didn't mention that? Let's just talk about a, a few products. Um, since we've okay. talked about like the toxicity of it, let's yeah. just in general, what, what's your favorite products to go to for under methylators? So I, 
for kids, I've used a methylation cream. Um, and I, I do think that that's been, that's been helpful. It is kind of like a dark cream. So not like, you know, super, I mean, but you only need like a tiny bit. So I do think that's helpful. Um, I do like B minus and hydroxyl B12 with folinic acid. I've used that with, um, little one, like with smaller children that are, that really need the B vitamins. Um, and they've tolerated it well. And just a, a little sprinkle of that. Um, I don't, is that know, seeking I, health? Which, which company that is one's that? Seeking health. I've yeah. also used, they also have like a methylation supplement. I think that's a really great one too. I know you have one that you've mentioned as well that you've used. Yeah. My favorite uh, across the board is Vervita Inspiracel. The reason why I like it so much is because it has low dose of methylated bees because most yeah. methylation products have like, like 20,000% your B12, um, daily value, so to speak. And, and so I find that inspire cell at that lower dose just kind of helps most people and all yeah, the other you're nutrients seeing that there. with your, uh, oh, yeah. speech delay stuff. Yes. With their parents that are responding saying, Hey, I've been giving this to my child and just, a, just a little bit of it and yep. seeing massive speech growth. Um, yeah, and so like that's amazing. Yeah, it's been awesome. And a lot of uh, SLPs have attacked me for saying, telling me to stay in my own lane, that it has nothing to do with biochemistry. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not, you know, these people are the one who are telling me what's happening with their kids, you know, I'm, and I'm just kind of the, the uh, vessel. I um, love, I love speech therapy. I think that it is yeah. a wonderful thing, but I will say I've been attacked by speech before too, for a similar issue. One was about stuttering. Um, mm. and it was, I got the, when you put that up there, I said, Oh, I, I've been there. Um, <laughs> been I know that, that many, many would never attack and are very supportive. Correct. Um, but just know that like, when you look at like speech as just being a, a, an issue right here, you're still not connecting everything. It's yep. all connected. Yeah. And, and like you said, speech pathologists do miracles for children. Yes. Um, and the ones who follow us on Instagram usually are 100% on board with what we're saying here that it, you have to take into account everything. And, um, so, I, so back to that. So I use InspiraCell, yeah. uh, yeah. and in my video, you'll understand why I use it. Cause it supports so many different methylation, um, gene SNPs, not just MTHFR. And I'll go into the most common ones I see. Uh, and then the other one is I like results RNA glutathione spray because it has trimethylglycine in there. It has N-acetylcysteine. It has glutamine, acetyl-L-carnitine. It's helping your body produce glutathione and it has a little bit of glutathione in there. And it's a spray with peppermint oil in there. So it tastes good. Kids will do it. Um, it's just a really, really good product. You can find that one in, in the full script. I like that it's a spray. I, I I've used one trisomal glutathione. I think it's from a Apex. Yeah. Um. And so I, I like that one too. Yeah. I I I like that one too. I think that, you know, I think it's just about knowing yourself because sometimes glutathione isn't the right thing for a person. I will say right. I've used it before and it 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 almost made them detox more. And yep. so sometimes it is too much. And so it just really depends on the person. I think that's in everything we talk about. It's important to know yourself. How are you feeling? What's going yep. on? Like what happened after um, I took this? And so that, that's something yeah. to think about. I would say that if you are going to do glutathione, start very slow. That's Don't overdo it. That's going to be one of the supplements that you should start the slowest on because glutathione is an end product and it will start doing things uh, like detoxing you and things like that, that methylation should be doing in the first place. I was once at a seminar 
from one of the most brilliant minds in my profession. And he was using muscle testing and he had everybody come up to the room and he tested glutathione on everybody. And 95% of people strengthened on it out of like a hundred of us, which tells us that 95% of us have a methylation issue. And so as Lauren was saying, how uh, we talk about MTHFR, which is like 40, 50, 60% of the population in my practice, methylation in general affects 90% plus. I might even go up to say a hundred percent because oh. we have toxins around us. We're deficient in vitamins and minerals. I mean, it's definitely maybe the biggest thing. And, and, and why is that? Because we are the most vaccinated population. Yeah. We are exposed yeah. to the most chemicals, the amount of toxic chemicals that have been exposed that we have been, that have been introduced into the marketplace since the 50s, since World War II in the 40s, that's when really things started like exploding. It's like 80,000 chemicals. Like mm -hmm. I was, someone asked me, what are all the PFASs? Uh, what, are all the, what are all the forever chemicals? And I was like, there's like 9,000 of them. Here's the most common. Like yeah. it, is, it is so, it is crazy. I, there's no way you can know all of these chemicals, but they all affect us in some way and so and, and that is just something to think about but it's also something to think about with the vaccinations and that's just one more toxin exposure i what breaks my heart is what i think about we we have these we set up these vaccination schedules and when the child starts screaming because they're uncomfortable and we tell and the pediatrician says oh just give some tylenol and that depletes their glutathione even yeah. more and that is why we see some children not all immediately start showing being different or showing signs of, of autism or just different. Something has changed. Something else has, something yep. has happened. And it is, it is that now sometimes it's, it's a gradual process. And we've talked about that before in our autism e episode, but it yep. is something that you really do um, need to think about with that glutathione and how important that is for our bodies. Yeah. And, and one of the quotes that I did in my autism membership video was that glutathione is the rate limiting step in child development. Yeah. And so yeah. what I really mean by that is that methylation controls child development. And so I, I break it down even further with speech delay and, and speech issues on why that is, but just know that this is why. And um, I think we did a pretty good job of, uh, of explaining yeah. stuff. I, I would throw in there, you know, red light and, and infrared light's great for oh, producing- Oh, for mitochondria. I mean, just yeah. fantastic. And that ATP is going to help methionine turn into our universal methyl donor, which is Sam E. And so I know you like Loombox. Yes. Yeah. And they're actually on sale right now. Um, I don't know if it'll be on sale when this comes out, but it is a very good um, red light. I know you like the fringe one. I yeah, think fringe and, just came out and it's awesome. And they're both low EMF, which I think is super important to consider yep. with red light devices. Um, red light is something that I never would have considered even a few years ago to be like a, a, a really versatile thing, but it's so versatile. You can use it for so many different things. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so, so good. Um, I've been using red light for a while, uh, especially when I do quantum neurology, we use red infrared light. And now that so many companies have really, um, caught on to red light, it's becoming more known. More companies are putting research into it because there is so much research on what red light does. I mean, even if you just break it down, the, when the sun is rising and the sun is setting, what it's giving off is infrared light. And when we can take that infrared light and put it with red light in a machine that you can have at your home, 
I mean, you can do a lot of miracles with that because the sun is obviously so healing. We all know that, but now we can just take the sun and basically have it, uh, in a, like a little, you know, foot by foot little panel that can really do a lot of good for your mitochondria. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest things I recommend for someone with seasonal depression. There's obviously there's other things, mm. but red light is a huge help and it's a tangible yes. thing that can, that you can do when you are, are, are in that, that situation. So, so good. So, all right. I think we nailed this one. Um, we are going to do our next podcast in two weeks from now. I uh, got to take a little vacation to Florida as a family of four for the first time. And uh, we're going to come back and do a podcast on thyroid. Yeah. And a lot of people have asked about it. Uh, we think that this is a good time to talk about thyroid because it really is extremely important. We touched a little bit tonight about it because methylation is what converts thyroid hormone, but let's talk about thyroid and the concept of what's important for thyroid, what affects thyroid. Uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, look forward to doing that podcast. Is there anything else you want to add Lauren before we go? Uh, oh, as always, this is not medical advice. This is meant to be educational. Please speak with your healthcare provider before changing anything. <laughs> Yes. We love you all. Um, we hope you enjoy this one and uh, thank you for all the feedback and support we, from the bottoms of our heart. We truly mean that. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks when we talk more about thyroid. Yep. See ya.